0: You are now listening to Well Well now. Like, Oh my god. Did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, it's poor <laughs> Yes, massandry!
1: Oh poor man. Ladies' serial killers
0: are the best. Well she's never gonna get that stain out.
1: Nothing says it's over like running over your ex. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> What up, what up, you hoes? We back in this bin. Pew, pew, pew. What's coming pew, on? Pew pew pew. pew, pew, pew. It's fireworks, but it's also alarms. Right. Right? Because it's, we're at DEF CON fucking one. Uh, there have been new drops, new footages, uh, new pictures. Yes, yes. And episode titles with synopsis. Um, okay, I don't know how I'm fucking coping.
0: It's feeling really real. It's feeling like we're all really here. And we're in the throes. We're really here. We're really really um, here. This, it's really really real. This potential snack. So this is potentially the penultimate final, right? right?
1: Preseason snack, right? There's only 10 days left. Yeah. 10 10 days. And by the time you guys hear this, probably just a week. Seven days. Seven whole days.
0: Um, And not (laughs) a word from you. I don't know how (laughs) you guys are like, I don't know, keeping it together. I'm surprised that the fandom did not devolve into like, what was that? Like 2019, 2020, the fandom, like those levels of like
1: feral. Like, I don't know how
0: we're not there as a collective. But how do you know they're not feral?
1: How do you know? I think there's plenty of people that saw some of the content that was released by the BBC, by AMC, by Killing Eve, gentle, all the motherfuckers in the past week, and it might have gone a little feral. And there's a lot of reasons to go feral. I feel I'm the cow. I'm getting pushed in a lot of directions, but one thing I want to mention is Villanelle begging Eve and getting rejected. That? <laughs> we'll muse about it later, right. but the way they said, Candace, a bitch is gonna beg. She's going back and get nothing. Ooh. Okay? And I know that I have given Eve Palastri a lot of fucking reasons for why she should be a rude-ass bitch, but I didn't expect for them to release synopses that say, Candace, she will be begging for half the season, bitch. She I will be rejected for half the season, bitch. I- and while uh, Eve is rejecting a hoe, who is she accepting? Faux Jafari? Oh, oh lord. Let me not. Let me not. Let me not. Whew. Because I am excited. While I am distressed, while I am dismayed at the future angst, I'm also excited at the future angst and Dark Age Rising. It's Dark Age Rising. We're getting all of Hashtag the things. Dark rising. Thank you to You're
0: everyone who has evolved this series for. Thank you very much. It seems like you've appreciated the text and the tone, and you are just displaying things. Even though we're only getting snippets of a synopsis, and we know that the synopsis does doesn't tell us everything there is to expect, but we also know that we're getting things. We know that we're getting things that we're going to love. These things that we're going to get. There's plenty to
1: muse about. it. Mean, it's a little sure-footed of you. I have to, I have Considering to. Considering what you said last episode, this is quite a change, so. There were, <laughs> there were
0: things I needed to hold on to for my sanity. The aspects of, like, the death and the dying. I was like, I don't know. I don't. want these things but when you look at it from another angle that you know something need to rise out of some other things ashes it's like well maybe (laughs) maybe it is time to let just a few things go so that other things can bloom and I'm totally okay with that.
1: I'm not sure what that means but perhaps I will find out later because there certainly is a motherfucking lot to talk about. I'll Mm. be back on my color theory shit and there's nothing y'all can do about it because they decided (laughs) to be like Candace the purple, the lavender, the lilac, the black black. (laughs) rose. <laughs> is. Bitch we want you to muse Bitch we want you to talk It's like the water If they didn't want A motherfucker to overthink Why did they do this Why did right. they say symbolism Symbolism Right Let's use it Let's employ it Let's hire people who were vastly competent artistic, to work on Killing Eve and then be surprised. at motherfuckers like Candace and Terrence Blastery who break down every fucking fight for symbolism that we know is there. Because you guys keep saying stuff and you keep releasing stuff that really mm-hmm. hints at the symbolism and I was really trying to get off my chart, my ridiculous chart, where I'm putting all the things together and the strings and the strings. But then they said here is this additional promo photo, here is this promo video yes. of Eve Bella now," and it was giving different vibes. And thank, thank you for the different vibes because those sterile vibes, those <laughs> confused vibes like Those, where's the arm where's are the you hand? my uber right. driver no. vibes right. with the facial expression right have me fucked up but the new stuff the new stuff is giving it's giving something else and so i guess it's like us being right about the gaslighting us being right about the bullshit us being right about what killing eve does mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's ramping the fuck up
0: and i feel like they still got more of their sleep i just I, that's why i feel like this is penultimate and not week. like the final one yeah i don't
1: know if we're gonna be able to go cold turkey before <sighs> The finale, Because if they drop one more trailer or some more bullshit right. or another just thing where the actors are talking, naturally, naturally, we're going to have to muse until dawn about it. Mm-hmm. Oh speaking of you know what popped up according to the
0: fandom remember how we were kind of talking about in episodes past how they should have been I don't know some sort of like merch situation that was like handled or you
1: know available for people to just consume is that because they... I literally have been screaming about merch for every snack that we've had and so because I apparently am the new gastradamus they have heard my threats my calls <laughs> to the ether, and BBC finally got some motherfucking merch huh? wow like whichever intern is listening, thank you. Right. Run a bit to check if you want. But also, thanks. Because I surely did scream for a mug. I surely said, a mug? A tea, a hoodie, a motherfucking cell phone case. And you guys said, check, 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 check. And so we'll <laughs> review all that stuff later. But I see you, BBC, perhaps two weeks too late to avoid the drag. But <laughs> it's not too late entirely. And we appreciate that shit. I don't know what I'm going to get. Probably something to drink booze in, something to drink whiskey in. Potentially mm. the whiskey I will have to drink when Killing Eve has Villanelle <sighs> begging multiple uh, times. Mm. And being rejected multiple times. Hi, mm. deals. But I think we should just get into it because there's a lot of shit to cover. Uh, We feel like we were just in here, musing, and we're back. We're back because this is the season of Killing Eve. This is it. It is. is Where we are, we gotta lock the fuck in and hold on to the best of our ability until it's fucking over. So strap in, adjust your volumes accordingly because there will be yelling. I hope you adjusted it already. Uh, Terrence absolutely held the mic (laughs) like a newborn babe (laughs) and yelled into it. Just like right up on it. So, yes. Volume down. So, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to go thrive in Revelations. Revelations!
0: Revelations!
1: Killing Eve, Revelations. (laughs) Yo, did that really just fucking happen? (laughs) I'm dead. All right. So, amongst revelations we're going to get to today, the first we're going to be starting with is something that was dropped just today, actually, and it's from Deadline, and it's an exclusive cast video that is about five minutes and 30 seconds long, and it, there were some insights.
0: For a love letter, it was nice. Love it a was- letter from <laughs> cast and crew. Right. For a love letter, it was nice. I-, I
1: did appreciate that, the look behind and the look in. Yeah, because we <laughs> never get any looks behind, inside, inside of it, beside of it, on top of it. We? get no angles into killing eve so anytime we get something a bts related it feels like christmas yes because it kind of is if christmas only came once a presidency oh um okay that's not fair once <laughs> a Congressperson's term like every two years
0: if christmas <laughs> once came once uh, once every length of
1: Bi-annually. being married
0: to nico plastery i don't know Whoa. wow
1: uh, nico uh, really Uh, So we have to go there. Well... So we will... I guess we can link this in the show notes if you guys haven't seen it, although I'm pretty sure. For most of you that are following the official Killing Eve account and other things, you've fucking seen it. Or if you have the alerts on, you definitely saw it. But as I said, the video is just over five minutes and has a lot of excellent goodies from the cast about their time on Killing Eve and a few interspliced scenes right. to give a little insight into what could be happening in series four. How we start out at the beginning of this little BTS video, it starts with Eve and Villanelle. And circa episode five, series one, where Villanelle gives chase to mm. Eve mm-hmm. before ultimately wetting her in the bathroom, as she well had caused some wetness, very likely, in really? other ways, yes. yes, more ways than one, before saying she just wants to have dinner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're basically walking down memory lane yes. with this motherfucking video. Yes. Then they add some clips of the when have your faves because we've won awards. Won <laughs> sure a lot of Killing Eve has won a lot of awards. And they show that clip. That's my favorite clip. The meme of Sandra O. Oh. <laughs> <How this sounded laughs> I feel like that was me after most episodes in series one. Oh, killing Eve! Just it's, like it's, it's a proper sort of delicious agony that was happening. Yes. And then they let us know with a fucking card stuff that we've been new, but other people maybe need to know. And that is that killing Eve after four seasons has fifty three awards four women led writers, writer rooms, countless kills, which I'm like we can count, we can motherfucking count, we sure but can. I will take that and, and list twists. She's shaking yeah, head. I had to go, <laughs> <laughs> About the twist. Endless. Mm. Well. They can probably end, but we definitely have had some twists. We some twists we and turns. We, we have had, had that. Mm-hmm. So after we get some scenes, there's dialogue from different members of the cast from Sandra Oh and Fiona Shaw and Jodie Comer, basically talking about how thrilled they are that the show has been such a huge hit globally, yes. that there's such a big
0: audience. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like the sentiments being poured
1: out. It's like it's groundbreaking <sighs> television. And they were all a part of it. Yes. And then we get some additional footage of the cast and crew looking back and some of our favorite moments. Of note is Eve mounting Villanelle for that stab. (laughs) And Villanelle's saying, I really liked you. And it's like, girl, we know. We know. We also get some BTS from the final season. One of the first scenes we see that looks to be from the final season is Jody in a rowboat in a yellow rain jacket, which has appeared in other photos and scenes and things we've seen as we've been trying to piece together what's happening in these episodes. Potentially, when do these episodes air? What is going on? Well, it's pretty much anyone's
0: guess at the immediate
1: moment. But we just know this that... fandom is full of detectives, so right. There so some something, yes, air? CSI. Is on the case. (laughs) FBI. (laughs) Interpol. All the things. All the things within the fandom worldwide. Yeah. And so while Jody's waxing poetic about killing Eve, we get a shot of her and Sandra O, and it looks to be the same day and scene. Maybe not scene, but the same day. Or perhaps episode or environment in which we see Jody as Villanelle in a rowboat doing something. And then the next shot we see of her, not exactly in the same outfit, but still kind of in the same outfit, is with Eve. And honestly they look like an old couple. It was only a A second point two clip. But in that second point two clip, I determined that they look like an old married couple. Well. That probably Hmm. argued (laughs) two seconds before they started the clip. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) And it seems that in this scene where Villanelle's by the water, by the swamp, by a dirty ass pond. She is in those motherfucking hunter boots. I guessed that they were for swamping, that they were for marshland, <laughs> that they were for something that you were you doing did. in that motherfucking genre. And it looks like this is finally the reason that we have the hunter boots. Collaboration with Killing Eve is because Villanelle wears these motherfucking hunter boots. But as I've said already, this is this is very niche. <laughs> it's a very niche situation. I feel like it's basically for Killing Eve fans who are here for roleplay and or cosplay. Oh. And whether or not it's role, Play really depends on episode because we don't know what couples could get up to what ideas yeah, well, that's true. might dawn upon them in this episode of Villain on Eve and so I will support both the role play and the cosplay. Yes. And what's also interesting is Eve is in that yellow turtleneck and I bring that up because that yellow motherfucking turtleneck that mustard turtleneck seems to show itself in other clips other scenes other photos including photos that seem to be happening by some sort of water stage situation where a lot of people are currently speculating that is towards the end of the season and perhaps even in the last motherfucking episode. And so I don't yeah. even know what that means because Jody was shot in titty and who even knows what's going on because they're by water too. And the way things can be shot, there's no way to know why they're shooting these water scenes when they end up in the water scene. What the fuck is happening in the water? Are they wrestling a shark or is it a dolphin? I don't know. Are dolphins even in London to wrestle? Probably not. <laughs> what I'm saying is we have no answers. Just more questions. More questions. I wonder how strategic this BTS
0: is. So I wonder if this is supposed to just sort of rile people up with intent. Like, is, is there a reason they're giving us this look with this yellow rain jacket, with this yellow turtleneck? Is there a reason that they're giving us these things ahead of time? Do they want us to connect
1: certain dots? Is there something we could be overlooking? Well, I don't know because there's no real plot development. Before we got these descriptions no things, right. there was nothing to say outside of the log line description we've been reading from article to article that's like, oh, Carolyn is looking for who ordered this hit on Kenny and Eve is looking to resolve her bullshit and Revenge Mm -hmm. with the 12. Okay, and so that's all the basic plot we've had. The nuance of the plot, of what's happening here, nothing like that has appeared until motherfucking today. And it is a lot. It It is. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, with respect to these motherfucking clips from the swamp, I'm gonna call it the swamp clips. And if they smash in, near, by, or whatever this swamp, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I'm probably gonna get them stank-ass boots. And it's not because... I would wear them. I don't think that I would. I don't know when I would be in the marshlands, but I would buy them and I would frame them in a case (laughs) that reads, they smashed. In oh, this. yeah. Yes. All right? They got a quickie. With a blicky. No. I don't know. I don't know, but that would be the one thing to maybe get the boots. And so maybe, Hunter, maybe you were playing the excellent long game. Maybe I was the one that was fucked up and making assumptions about how you had already planned to integrate these motherfucking boots into killing Eve because they'd already been integrated. You already knew what happened. You potentially know of a smash, of a half a smash, of an implied smash, of a flirty situation that you were like, no, no. They will want to flirt in Hunter boots. They will want to pretend like they're in the marshlands but the marshlands is the boudoir so i don't i don't know You know, maybe maybe your bae will be like, come in, wear nothing but the hunter boots. Oh my God. <laughs> do that one thing Villanelle did, but just in the hunter boots. I don't know. I'm just giving y'all ideas. Valentine's just passed. I hope y'all had a great time. Right. <laughs> if you were with somebody you love, I hope y'all had fun. If you were by yourself, excellent as well. Motherfuckers don't gotta be paired up on Valentine's Day. Love on you. What you wanna do. Be
0: sure that you wear your raincoats when you go out in your hunter boots. That's all I'm saying. So do we? do we need
1: raincoats? Or is this a strip? What's your scenario? Because my Scenario is come in, wear nothing but the hunter boots. Just that. And then we just go off right Whatever's happening, you're saying raincoat. So it sounds like you want some sort of strip tease or some sort of like, is there prop work with the raincoat? What's happening? Oh, well. Uh, Are it's... you laying it down for someone to walk on? <laughs> like, old girl and the handmaiden? I'm so angry that, but you know what? <laughs> Lord. Don't let thine feet touch the floor, dear. Mm. Step on my rain
0: jacket. Yeah. If you don't got a tile, bring the raincoat. I don't know, but.
1: Ooh. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I almost <laughs> choked. It's about to be a homicide in here and you to kill her. Oh my God, if you don't have a towel, bring a raincoat. I don't even know how that applies, Terrence, because raincoats are not absorbent. They are not. And so we're just going to be a slip and slide. <laughs> you know slip and slide? The slip and slide in your backyard oh, where oh, there, there's I no know. absorbing of the right. water, it's you just, just slide it, down. It, yeah, it's oh! Just... Wait a minute. If you want to add a slip and slide to the bedroom shenanigans, Rinko. Yes. Just throw some, I was about to say, liquids, loops. You know,
0: glides. You glides. know, whatever you got right. going on. Lubricants. <laughs>
1: right. And slide mm-hmm. your way right into an O.
0: I was about to say slide your way into her heart, but yes, yeah, right into an O. Yes.
1: Or yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> God. That's so what happens when we start recording later than usual. So yes, in this promo video, the cast is still talking about the end of Killing Eve being bittersweet. And we actually had a quick shot of Constantine Edenina. Mm. And I'm like, mm, it looked like it was new to me. And I'm like, so is this me? You're not going to be a deadbeat daddy? Because you sure enough left Adina in jail. Sure did. And looked like you were going to Cuba by your damn self, which mm. I don't understand. Constantine. You and your bad heart on a plane. I mean, whatever. Is it that bad? Because he's alive. He's alive and he's fine. And he spent no real time in the it- hospital, so.
0: Oh, and they did fast forward you, right? So did. Probably, yeah. they did mm-hmm.
1: he's taking his vitamins
0: You got stress levels under control okay alright clean eating whatever
1: <laughs> I will say that I lost my shit for about six no that's too generous for about 3.785 seconds while watching this it was at 1 minute 13 seconds I remember and it was because of a shot of Sandra L and she was in a club it looked like she was in a club and she looked fucked up fucked up and faded and I said woo I said golly Laura Neal Laura Neal will I be getting the fucked up hookup I deserve and then no because I had to bring myself back down to earth. I had to focus my eyes, let my pupils undilate from the excitement that I was having. And I realized, no, that is a scene, clearly, because of what Eve's wearing from series one, episode three, in which Bill gets murdered. <sighs> because yeah. he underestimated a misogynist yeah. assassin and thought he could follow a bitch somewhere. When that was, no, we don't follow Villanelle. We don't do that. Wait, so I don't remember this scene? Nobody does. Because we didn't get it. Streets to saying it's a deleted scene. So once again... Again, BBC, Gentle Films, AMC, everybody involved. I am asking for BTS. I am asking for all of the bloopers. Okay, the series is ending. Make a box set, bitch. Like, if that's what you guys were holding on to, you're like, oh, no, we got to save our little bitty bits so that people want to pay for the box set. I get it. Do that. Do that box set. Be like those shows that make the awesome box set happen. You know, like fucking six feet under. Right. like a grave. Like, you've seen those special edition box sets. Right. Where it looks like a shape of something. Like, give me some shit that says sorry, baby. Or give me a souvenir. Like, give me a souvenir like that fucking pink pin Villanelle had in season one that we wish they sold as merch where she stabbed that man in Thalia. She said, time to die from a hairpin. It's the way that we thought that we would see
0: deleted moments of some of these DVDs that are, have already been released. But, you know, since it wasn't a complete set and we're going to have a complete set soon, maybe. Soon maybe.
1: Is. Well, I mean, they could be prepping it right now, which would be ideal, but you gotta wait till it wraps and then hopefully someone's designing something cool. But maybe they've already done it. That's what I'm like, give me a cool fucking box. Give me a box that reminds me of Misandry and Murder and my favorite Murder hose number one, number two, give me something cool in there. Like, if it's not going to be a pin, like something like the weapon, something else, like no, right. the lipstick, figure it oh, out. Because wow, the way that I would elevator. pay hundreds no, right. of dollars, because when you look at the box sets for something like Star Trek or something where you got a lot of stuff and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm easily gonna drop like $250, $300 on this, yeah, that is fucking fine for killing Eve. But just give me something cool, just give me right. something I can have, just lipstick. And I know it's cheap to make that damn lipstick. It's not like we're asking for Fenty, all right? We don't care, we're not gonna. use it we just want the visual of it something villanelle has killed with and at this point i would take anything she's killed with give me la villanelle perfume bottle Mm -hmm. with real perfume or not give me some sorry baby something or other give me a note right make the note print it out (laughs) i'll take that like there's so many ways to make mementos interns if you're listening which i suspect just maybe you are (laughs) maybe i'm gastradamus or maybe you are listening tell somebody to get on that shit the box set better be fire so fucking good that you guys win a whole other award because the box set is so amazing okay Thank you. Thank you. And amen. <laughs> Another thing that's revealed in this motherfucking promo video that was very nice to discover. And we sort of speculate on this, but Jodi and Fiona Shaw will definitely have more scenes together mm. because it was something that Jodi mentioned was her favorite thing this season. And shooting Killing Eve was being able to act with Fiona fucking Shaw. And they were mm. actually treated to some motherfucking clips. Spoiler, but it looks like Carolyn survives the kidnapping, at <laughs> least for now. Which was it ever in doubt? Was it ever truly in doubt that Carolyn will fucking survive? But we have learned from this BTS video that she does survive, at least for a little bit. Maybe Villanelle murks her later at or someone else, but at least for a little bit. There was one shot which we couldn't do because we were laughing so hard and the
0: tears were literally dripping off my chin. How many people are just bags of gas? Expelling <laughs> air, and they nothing of any great worth to say. Just farting from their mouths. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, disgusting. Right. Talk about some farting from their mouths. I mean, I get it. She was like, most people are just bags of gas. And yes, people are pointless. And I'm sure that came as like a dig to those maybe who have been trying to like oust her and fridge her as far as her position in the 12 mm-hmm. goes. And she's like, there's no one to appeal to that has a brain. And I'm sure she's like feels that she knows better than everyone. And I'm sure everyone who's ever had an, an inch of holding a grudge against Carolyn is using this moment to be like, oh, Oh, we finally got something on you. A bitch
1: has been demoted and I feel like that hasn't <laughs> happened in thirty years. No, right, right. It's just been a steady climb up until, you know, Eve and Millinell. Even Villanelle. <laughs> and then everything went haywire. So once again, another reminder, BBC AMC said gentle, include whatever the fuck that tears. Oh, we were laughing. Tears fell down my cheek. Put that in the bloopers. Thank, Thank you so much. You. Thank you. Also, shout out to Villanelle in another eating scene. I do so enjoy when Villanelle is just being herself and enjoying a fucking good meal because that's a part of life. It definitely is. So happy about that. And I think what's also of note here is that because we just saw that scene with Carolyn and Villanelle, it's safe to see say that all three of these hosts are in this episode, whatever it is, because we see Eve with Villanelle, we see Villanelle by herself in a Robo, and then we see her with Carolyn. And so wherever this is, whatever's going on, are all three bitches together? And what kind of chaos is happening, especially because it looks like Carolyn doesn't start with the upper hand, but then she's eating dinner with a bitch, breakfast with a bitch, brunch with a bitch, and she's not restrained. And so she's done the good talk to get herself out of it, but it intrigues me because those are the scenes outside of just like villainy scenes that I anticipate highly. As if Fiona Shaw is going to share a scene with Villanelle and Eve or Sandra Owen and Jodi. And it looks like we are definitely getting more than one episode of that. I'm feeling optimistic about it. Certainly one. But if I had to imagine more than one. right? I'm yeah.
0: leaning on what you're imagining because it helps build the structure of their relationship in the ways that I would like to see it. Because it's like there's an imbalance of power. And I kind of want to yeah. see that played with, with all three of them. Where it was like... The imbalance of power between who? The imbalance of power will be ultimately between... Where Villanelle and Carolyn and Eve are, where we were looking at Carolyn like, oh, you're the real boss. And then now, for some reason, she's technically not the real boss, even for te- a So who do you think reason. is
1: elevated at this time? If Carolyn is somehow lowered, who has gone up? I mean, I know Dark Eve is rising with her darkness <laughs> and her misandry because she has to, but who else? Villanelle certainly doesn't seem to be in a position of any real power, like, at all. And uh, not even with Eve, which is wild. But no, no. She doesn't appear to have any power. She walked away from Eve on that bridge and left all of her power and confidence. Zouge, swag, je <laughs> quoi. I it don't know. All, it but was it was all left. There. It was mm-hmm. all left mm-hmm. at the bridge. And she is now lost, lost in the sauce, lost in the sapphic sauce, and apparently getting rejected over and over and over again by Eve. I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. I just, the way that I'm still trying to let it settle in, settle in, no, I that know. Eve is rejecting a bitch, I just, it's a lot. Like, I don't want to fast forward either. But I'm going to watch the begging, though. I'm not going. I mean, I love some <laughs> angst. I'm not going to pretend like I don't love a little angst. I'm I'm just you know, I'm eager to get to why, <laughs> why Eve Palastri, and is it anything like what I've mused? Because if it is, delicious, delicious, it's very delicious. I want you oh my to God. know. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> I see you referencing Alanis Morissette here. And I suppose it was only a matter of time before Alanis came up in this podcast again. But considering how down bad Villanelle is, Mm. according to the synopsis for the first Mm. five episodes, she has none of that. (laughs) None of Alanis' energy. We got to think of something else. Oh, Where a bitch is on her knees begging you, please. Oh, What song mm, is that? mm. R&B crooning? From the eighties and nineties, like it may who be. is a beggar in a song? It's the way I was about to
0: say Keith Sweat, but I hope not. Oh, but he might be. Oh
1: my God! Why you had to say Keith Sweat? I just you already mm. know I do an excellent impression of Keith Sweat because I've mostly <laughs> been <by> doing Keith Sweat with <laughs> my dad. Mm. I talked about that time my dad Keith Sweat. Anyway, I wanna please <laughs> you. I <laughs> <laughs> Our... wanna. I wanna show you baby I'm dead that I need you <laughs> I want your body yeah! To the very last drop. Oh,
0: my God.
1: I won't do the high Until
0: they you're me style.
1: Style. <laughs> <laughs> And who can love you like me? Nobody. Nobody. Who can sex you like me? Nobody. And Eve is like, for Dane, the other assassin. Ooh.
0: Oh, oh. Uh, that's,
1: uh. that's not good for villain. I just... Look, we're not even musings, but I just, I feel this weird energy inside of me that is like some kind of confused rage ball of excitement. And it's because I'm believing more and more each day that Eve will finally hook up with a bitch. And the petty in me, oh. the petty that lives deep in me, the petty that loves gay drama is like... Sleep with one of these assassin hoes, Eve. So- Carolyn is probably out of your reach. It's out of your grasp. I wish she was there. I wish my muse was within grasp. But apparently Eve potentially has been chasing assassins the entire time that she's been on her bullshit. And apparently two assassins that we know are new working for the 12 are women. And are we supposed to pretend that Eve is not going to have a little piece of intrigue? about these women, especially if she knew they existed. Like, I, I, and, I mean, and, I... will you consider she was rejected by Villanelle? That's what no, has to be right. considered, that she was like, this is the murder bitch for me. And Villanelle was like, I'll see you. So, so, right. I'll see so, you. So think about- I gotta go, my mom's calling. <laughs> her mom's dead
0: but it's not possible her mom is dead so we're not amusing but you just made me think of the rejection on the bridge where it was like i feel my monster and your monster yes yeah, so i feel like i wanted your monster to da, 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 but please like help me make it to stop rail my to, 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 no. now, <laughs> to now to now villanelle being a cuckle like and smell you later but Wait, with a female I assassin can't. instead of nico <laughs> Standing out in the rain, just getting wet, watching your love, doing things, but this time with a woman,
1: and it's not you. Like, how do you come back from that? How does Villanelle come back How does from Villanelle that? come I don't back know how comes back because we'll have to see what they do with Villanelle. But I would just like to say, we're not in Muses, but I hope all of you out there who have had words for me and whether or not Villanelle as a bottom is Villanelle deferring oh, to even yeah, the boudoir. Remember that? Laura Neal. <laughs> Laura <laughs> Neal said a bitch will completely defer. And Laura, mm. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. We need to finish summing up this video so we can fucking get to Muses oh, right. already. Right. So I think we left off at not Around the eating. Caroline mm-hmm. and I were eating, and that was cute. And so after that, they end up transitioning to clips from the ballroom. Right. The superior scene. Always. Whew. And Sandra talks about being able to really rely on Jody. Jody and I, we've been
0: able to really rely on each other throughout all the four years. It's really brought us quite
1: close. You should never tell a psychopath. they are a psychopath. Wow. It's obsessed. Are you upset? And someone's got to ask if fucking if Eve cared. Like, she, I don't, I'm not convinced that she cared. She was trying to rile a bitch up. And think about how she right. grabbed the knife right after. I mean, She well, didn't give a fuck about upsetting somebody.
0: And that was series one. Even series two, so like, Eve has been a constant.
1: <laughs> right? Like, She's been a constant, you, chaotic ball of ridiculousness. Are you going to apologize time. to me? No. No. Are, are you? you? No. no. <laughs> and then we get a little quote and clip from the Louder Neil and Louder We Trust. Writing the very final moments of Killing Eve has been the most amazing honor Look how and, happy she looks. and the Look biggest how responsibility. Bitch, is that because you're giving us everything we motherfucking deserve? I would like to say yes. <laughs> you feel privileged. You feel honored. If you give us all of that wonderful queer goodness that we deserve, we too will be honored. Miss Neil. And we thank you for your service and for the servicing of the fandom. While Laura's talking, we do see some BTS of Jody and Sandra on set. And this is the part of the video where it looks like they're doing some water related shit and considering all the musings and pictures and things and weird stuff. That's on the interwebs. It is of note. Sandra is also wearing, once again, that same mustard turtleneck Mm -hmm. that she does when Villanelle is wearing the swamp gear. And so I don't I don't even know what this means. I don't know. I think I mentioned earlier that some people are speculating it's the final episode based on what Sandra and Jody said in their recent interviews. I have no idea. None. I'm floating at this point. I need at least those first two episodes to fully ground me in something that makes sense. Otherwise, you're just going to watch Candace flit and fly from point to point. I mean, anchored in the smash, anchored in Villanelle's begging and anchored <laughs> in Dark Eve Rising. But the rest of it is just, I don't. I don't know, and now I've got new Helene muses going on. Leave it for the muses, Candice. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, Helene and Eve. It's a possibility. So, I just, you know just, what? You know if she, if Helene wanted to take a bitch by the, just behind the thing real quick. You I just, know. I don't know that Eve would be. Post, is what I'm saying. That's all. I'm, well, she was we, like, you can already... pay me in more ways. <laughs> no, right, right. Eve, you could sex traffic yourself to me.
0: <laughs> it, it was Eve and the strangulation of Helene in the, in
1: the vehicle for me. like Foreplay. Right, right, right. Foreplay. <laughs> and considering Villanelle, who people would think is more chaotic and whatever, did not launch. Like, she did not launch herself across the room to choke Helene. In fact, when Helene threatened her, she was like, oh shit, let me pay attention. And so Eve is on her plastery bullshit mm. and i just i'm hoping that it impresses the hell our lady in red but i need to keep my muses to myself because i'm just trying to get through this fucking video but the way my mind keeps drifting to those synopsis oh my gosh you guys understand you know where i'm
0: at i mean but you can't help it it's the way that they're setting us up when we see these bts's especially with the turtleneck. we're like okay so this is all the same moment or near the same day the same, the same time, day, right, right. right so it's like but what are you in? What's the what, backdrop oh, gonna doing? be? Is this are you gonna pretend to be underwater here? Because the hair's not doing underwater things. It's I not, just need oh, to know.
1: Right, it wasn't doing underwater things. Right, that's
0: facts. I mean, if you want to be like that unloved Insta story, like where you just sort of floating and skinny dipping in this little circles. Right.
1: <laughs> so this is love. And i feeling. Right. This is love. I mean, if that's what you want to
0: do, I mean, don't don't stop me. Right, I'm right. Down. I'm all for it.
1: I also love this quote from Fiona Shaw. What it has done is give women writers a great opportunity to fly in a way that perhaps hasn't been seen before. Yeah, girl, fly with the misandry! <laughs> but yeah, to sum up the rest of this motherfucking video, they talk about the cultural impact of the show. We get some words and clips from all four women writers who've worked on it, Phoebe, Emerald, Suzanne, and Laura. And we also hear Jody with a moment where she's saying she's going to miss, getting away with all the mischief, And I think the phrase was something like a celebration of kookiness, spontaneity, and the absurd. And then we see some of Villanelle's best clips from the wedding or as the clown, funny shit. And let me play real quick what Fiona has to say. She's always so good with her words. She is. It's about daring to go outside the boundary of our expectations yes i love that it's about daring to go outside the boundaries of our expectations
0: yes bitch it almost sounds like someone saying fuck the gender binary Free the it almost, gay. right right I'm, that's just, I'm just i mean free free everything <laughs> right free it all that's what it sounds like to me
1: right be free well i was about to sing a color you can do what, what you wanna, wanna do <laughs>
0: And live in living color. Right.
1: But yes, so Fiona talks wonderfully about boundaries and expectations. They mention everyone wanting Villanelle's clothes, which is mostly mm-hmm. true. I have been won over on the swamp boots. I didn't think it was possible. But only if there are shenanigans of the sexy kind happening in around with near those swamp boots. <laughs> oh, there's another little line from Fiona I want to play cuz I'm like, girl, what? I'm very proud that Caroline found a way through two very glamorous girls
0: who run the show. I like the spy music that they got playing in the background. What do you think why, the spy why, music why, means? Why, 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 why. If I had to give the spy music anything, it's just ultimately that women out here doing important shit, ultimately. (laughs) Because Carolyn is talking about. (laughs) It was like sexy spy music,
1: too. Well, yeah. It was kind of spy music when someone's about to strip down in a movie from the late 60s.
0: Yeah, but I didn't want to put like a hat or a male in the like bond lane because then
1: everybody's just a bond girl.
0: I say it gotta be Bond. No, no, right, 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 right.
1: I'm just talking about the vibes, which is like. Like, if you moved Killing Eve to the 60s, I've caught you, Villanelle, and now. (laughs) I have ways of making you talk, Villanelle. Right? (laughs) You'll never get me to confess Eve. Right, right. It's camp. (laughs) I'm thinking about, like, fucking Jane Fonda and Barbarella. Okay. that's, That's where I'm at. And then Sandra Oh says some stuff, and I'm like, maybe enough people haven't told you at interviews and stuff. People like Kerry Washington who were like, hey you're a queer icon (laughs) what's it feel like right what's it feel like talk about it because when you're uncertain perhaps of the queer impression you have left in the waves and the vibes of Lilith you say shit like this it's just been great to know that there is a fan base who will appreciate even Villanelle (laughs) we it's it's the way that
0: I want ma'am them accidentally even just once to like do the coupling of the names, like yes, we're saying Eve and Villanelle because they are two characters, but they are Villanelle, Villanelle? Eve. That's who they are. And if I could just get somebody, they fucking know. So if I could just get somebody to say that name, it would be wonderful.
1: Just say it once. Just then, do it, like you know when the fucking babies ask one of their favorite milf types to be like, just say gay rights right, right? on oh, the red carpet. And, and, They're like, gay rights, gay rights, right, right. right. Just say it, Villeneuve. Just right, right, right. Someone, one of these journalists listening out here, please. If you're listening, I beg of you, in your final interview, whatever the fuck is happening that you might be working on with Kill and Eve, please ask one of these hosts just to say Villeneuve. And if they ask why, just be like, do we need a why? Like, right? This is like <laughs> clap if you believe in fairies. Just clap. right? That's it. If you believe, <laughs> I do believe in fairies. I do, I do. That's like me. I do believe in the smash. Yeah, I right. do, I do. Pixie dust. Manifested.
0: That's right. Sprinkles.
1: K-Vapons. And that's Lilith. Gay favors. Right, right like confetti like when the Lakers drop confetti after they win except it's it's the gay it's the gay gender you know what if I were like a fucking villain like Mind, that's what I would do Ooh. I would distill Lilith's vapors, And then I would be like, I'm infecting the planet. (laughs) Remember that movie? Oh, I don't know if you actually watched it. Were the World Mine, where it is a take on Midsummer Night's Dream, except it's gay and a a young fella. A young fella in high school, you know, magic, surrealism, creates this flower that basically when he squirts in your fucking face, it turns you queer. And his town is super homophobic. And, you know, this is... When I say this came out, I saw this at a festival like 2008, 2007, somewhere around there. And so, you know, love is love. The agenda was not out there. Like, all the propaganda wasn't there. And so he's like, oh, I know how I'll fix you bigots. Spray, 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 spray. And so you have all the women and the men who were like, ow, oh, you gay are going to hell. Instead, they hook up with a mm. someone of their agenda. Someone mm. they feel like. And then there's this whole montage of like the whole fucking town is basically queer. And it's all these people that you... You know, there's some hats left and they're like, what the fuck is going on? But it's all the most conservative people like, hey, who you love is who you love. <laughs> and we're not here to judge. They are on the news. A bunch of them go to the courthouse to get married. We should probably watch and review you, that this time have It's a musical. Ra- oh, it's a musical. Then I definitely need to have I'm this rated. in my collection. Oh, there are also some fans that make an appearance in the video from somewhere. People potentially that review Killing Eve, I'm not sure. Someone controversial, but that's... That, it is yeah, what it is. It is it what it is. is. And Jodie thanks everyone for their passion and their fan art and man have you guys made some spectacular fan art over the years i feel like they only showed like four or five pieces and the way there are literal dozens no, the way right, that you could do an art right, show right right not be giving killing any more ideas but you could try that you could do something fun like oh let me just do a curated art show of all these fan pieces anyway it's never gonna happen i don't even know why i suggested it but it would be cool It would. Be. it would be cool I think Kim Bonia had a line that was like, he was supposed to be here for four episodes and it became like four seasons. And I'm like, bitch,
0: <laughs> it's the laugh. Right. It's, look, look, it, it's like going from that 10-day contract to... <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Not <laughs> you with another sports all right, reference. I'm, all right, I'm going to put the sports Got the reference back. all confused. I'm, I'm sure somebody, back. one person who listens to this, watches basketball, but probably not the majority, sadly. Like, constant, he he caught that Lynn Sanity
0: is what he did. And he... Here you go!
1: not only do you have a sports reference you said from 10 years ago <laughs> <That's> <laughs> from <true>. New York <laughs> right
0: that was a very specific sports reference Absolutely, only sorry. New
1: Yorkers and a few others might know what that is and how does this fucking thing end Jody thanks us for the passion oh we see the bus kiss they do that we see the bus kiss and it's like I damn near forgot the bus kiss happens sometimes when I am caught up in all the, the ridiculousness of Killing Eve and they do the headbutt right with like a crescendo of the music and Jody's saying something like it really wouldn't be what it is without all of you guys and the, the cast does some more talking about how much they're going to miss the show and how rare it is to be on such an amazing show which of course we agree and oh you know what it is we get a scene of Villanelle in the blue suit, in the three-piece suit. But without the jacket, she's got the vest on. And it looks like she's at Martin's office. And I'm pretty sure this is the first time we get the clip, where she's still looking off her game. And naturally, I blame Eve, especially now that I've seen the synopsis and what's going on there. And in the new scene we get, she says while shrugging, are you flattering me? And we're not amusing. This is for us to assume
0: that she's getting over... The way how she's used to being handled by people. Where remember, as early as series two, people have been giving instructions, especially to Eve, like a Carolyn would be telling Eve, and a constant would be telling Eve how she needs to sort of wrangle Villanelle. Remember when she gave her all of the macarons and they had her name on it, and like give her these things so uh-huh. that ultimately she would be buttered up into completing whatever task is next for. No, her I don't. Do. I don't
1: think that's any of that. I think. Especially with the synopsis that she has Martin in duress. Because she is in duress. But if anyone's in more danger, it's definitely Martin. But yeah, I don't I don't know why she's in the blue three piece suit. I don't know where she's coming from, but I definitely do not think There's anything happening there that was planned, and certainly not by Martin, who I do not think takes assassins as referrals (laughs) off the street. (laughs) And so after that are-you-flattering line, and I can only assume that Martin has said some shit to her, hopefully he makes out the episode, TBD. TBD. We get some final scenes with appearances from Kenny, Irina, Dasha, Geraldine. No all, no all for Geraldine. (laughs) And the video ends with a villainelle at the Bitter Pill saying this. This has been great, guys. Thanks for the good time. (laughs) That's my sentiment. This has been great, guys, mostly. Also very stressful, but it has been great. Thank you for the good time, BBC. So gentle for the fun, for the laugh. AMC, thank you so much. All the listeners, all the motherfuckers, all the clowns, yes. honestly, and the fandom, <laughs> all you bitches that have been caught up from 2018, 2019, and all you new bitches that came along in 2020, 2021, all of you, all together. You've all made this feel Thanks a for little the good time. less. You've made Thanks this for the feel good time. a little less like the worst timeline. So we thank you. Oh, there was also some other BTS in there, just interspliced in of Eve and Villanelle, wherever they are at that water stage doing whatever. We see Sandra and Jody greet, low kiss on the cheek, and I'm like, is this the final shot or is this just like an emotional shot? Like, what's going on? I don't even think I can muse on it because I'm still just like caught up in the shit, but yeah. That is the video and... It was a lot. It was. It was a lot.
0: A part of me is hoping that they were in the matching park because there were candid photos of them looking in the binoculars that are usually on top of taller buildings where it lets you kind of zoom through and see what's on like the other side of like uh, horizons. So I'm wondering if that is that day. That shot, it's hard to tell because they're so far away and they're like up on a thing.
1: There might be a Killing Eve clown somewhere with an actual fucking timeline and papers on their wall (laughs) that they've drawn out. And maybe they'll be so kind as to let you know what they're thinking. But yeah, I have none on where that episode is right now. If someone has more metadata from a camera still to let a bitch know where the episode's from, I will take it and thank you for it. And thank you for it. All right, well, that essentially sums up my summarizing of this motherfucking video this bts if for some reason you haven't seen it and you'd like to we will link it in the show notes for you to fucking check out or you can just go to killing eve's twitter or deadline.com and type in killing eve and then you'll see the latest article talking about the casting crew saying goodbye it's exclusive release exclusive to deadline <laughs> Yes. From gentle and everybody involved.
0: All right, on to the next news. There's a video from ET Online that had Sandra and Jody there. It was an interview. And as you can probably tell, since it's an entertainment tonight, they're still harassing Sandra about turning to Grace, as it's a
1: show that's still running after all those years after she's gone. I mean, kudos to Shonda Rhimes. It's incredibly difficult to keep a show on that long and have people interested. And I think they're hoping for like some Elliot Stabler shit that he left SVU a number of years ago because of payment disputes and wanted to get paid what he thought he was worth. NBC being like, no, fuck you. And he was gone from the show very quickly. A lot of people were annoyed with how that storyline went. And I feel like he was gone for at least seven, eight seasons. I don't know how long it was before NBC decided and they mended whatever fence was over there with that actor, Chris Maloney, to then be like, oh, we would like to have you come back on SVU. And what are we in the 20th season, 21st mm. season, whatever. Right. And we're going to give you this spinoff that will attach to this universe. And so I think that that's what they're hoping for, that at the end of the day, they're are very few shows in television, especially American television, that can span two decades. And if you had a show that did that, there are generations of people who have watched it, and it will just mm. be in the annals forever. Yes. It's an indication it is what it is. And so Grey's Anatomy is one of those shows. And I wouldn't expect Sandra O oh to talk about it, but I feel like Shonda will do whatever bribery might sacrifice the small child. No. But, you know, she, <laughs> she'll she do whatever she needs to to get that bookend whenever it is. I don't know when Grey's is supposed to end. I don't know how many seasons they've potentially renewed for her, but whenever it's done, And I assume it's done whenever the main bitch is done, who the show is named after, or perhaps the writers, that they will coerce whoever they need to coerce. Like, please, can we get five fucking seconds? Of your face, but that being said, absent of the acknowledgement of the reality in the history of a show like Grey's Anatomy, like leave Sandra the fuck alone, people, especially when she is doing press for like, killing she's Eve. She clearly is. She clearly <laughs> isn't fucking with it. She has a job right now, and she's doing that job, talking to you journalists. And you're always like, Oh my god, Sandra. So you know, Grey's Anatomy is still yeah. on? It's like, of course she knows. Uh, she has friends, coworkers. Uh, right? It, it, it's 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 weird. You know. It's giving... What the it,
0: fuck? It's like after Tina Turner was inducted into the Hall of Fame and people keep bringing them. I guess, like, that was so long Ooh, ago. Facts. And she's that that's not her life. And I'm not saying that the production or the team at Gray's was like the Ike Turner to, you know, oh, uh, well, Sandra's Christina Yay. Damn. I mean, I'm not saying that, but she's definitely pulled to this role of V e. Palastri. And for several cultural reasons, on top of just the being iconic and people embracing it because I'm sure she would still be on Killing Eve even if it wasn't the phenomenon that it was because that's not really what she chases she's a very good actress she usually is particular about the roles that she chooses and she's you know more open about being her identity in the roles that she's now portraying so not to say that things are now what they were but you know progressions is always a good thing Grace was good for what it was in that moment of her career she decided she's done X number of years. That
1: was good for everyone. She stepped away. Is any of the characters that have been killed off of Grays or any show like I imagine creatively as a person you're like I would like to try something new. I would like to experiment. I would like to not get locked in or pigeonholed or have people think I'm just this person.
0: And it's not like the character took the, an
1: L when she left. She they kept life, right? But that's because they like Sandra L. They're like let's, <laughs> let's not give this bitch a coronary. Let's just send her to another country where she's running some medical shit over there. However that I feel like the storyline was something like that, and there was behind-the-scenes shenanigans for other go-trees, other. What if actors. this happens to Jodie Comer? I don't know if it could happen to her because Killing Eve is ending, but I just like you imagine five years, seven years from now. So, like, tell us about Killing Eve, Jodie. She's like, I'm here promoting my fucking <laughs> actually my I Shakespearean can... drama. You're asking me about Philadelphia. It might though, because don't people always ask you about the property you're most well-known for, no matter what? It, like, I'm sorry, happen. Sarah Michelle Gellar could be talking about motherfucking feeding penguins, and they'll be like Sarah. So tell us when you came. <laughs> Buffy. You know what I mean? Like, Lucy Lawless can't escape it. Azena. Oh, right. and You know, ultimately, it's a gift. Like, Leonard Nimoy at once despised the fact that people just knew him as Spock. And towards the end of his life, he was like, oh, shit, it's actually a gift. To be able to play a character like this that resonates so deeply and long, so long, so right. many generations of people that I look at this differently now as an actor. And so I'm sure... You know, Sandra O's like, great, thanks for the appreciation. But also, I'm here to talk about Dark Eve Rising. And Eve
0: Pilastri is gonna be one of those characters that will not escape Sandra Like I see people going, Oh, so when are you gonna <laughs> when are you gonna do another thriller? Like when are you gonna do another <laughs>
1: when you're gonna do another drama? When are you gonna do another But is it just about a drama or is it about the sophic? Right. Drama? Well, I'm just well, yeah. There's like, nuances. No, that is true. All right, so let's take a listen to what they say
0: point Grays will end is there a ever a thought in your mind that you go back for a final appearance <laughs> whatever you guys can ask bitch when up? she's done with killing me. they, they can you use my flashbacks
1: since I'm here well, with killing you right I'm have Jody right answer that for me respect, respect. <laughs> <And> Jody's <laughs> like no no yeah, she's not allowed she's not allowed that right there folks why is does Sandra a always look, look like Jody just said the funniest thing Sandra she ever did here the art of deflection that is a maybe
0: I feel like she said no several times in several interviews. So there's been a bit of space between the two characters Um, and and Villanelle. We find her at a church. uh, We do. And She is uh, desperately trying to to seek all things good and change for the better. I don't
1: like the way I feel. Change for the better. What does it mean, Jody? What does it know, all mean? Mm. Change for the better. You leave this, uh, also in a different place. Very different place. And you
0: see it actually much more physically. You shot someone.
1: Girl, I- In the hand. I hope we get to see a How fight. How feel? Like you said it would feel. <gasps> Not faux like Jafari! Oh right, my, right. she better fucking choke this man out. Exactly. Not the lady in red, but faux Jafari! Kill him, Eve! all knew it was the end so we all knew what we were trying to <laughs>
0: work towards you know trying to stay truthful to the characters but ultimately Lord. you know hopefully give a season that is satisfying for the for the fans who it's the, it's the end because
1: the, it. because, it because the producers said we all knew because we're fucking busy we're booked and busy i don't know what this accent is it certainly isn't scouse so don't even write in and say canis what the hell was that i don't know It's whatever just came out of my mouth just now. But yeah, that's the end of that ET online interview. Started out with some bullshit and some nonsense. I am wondering at this point, do journalists do research to see what other journalists have said? In literally all the previous press junkets up until series four. Every fucking year, there's somebody like, Sandra, Sandra, tell me. Have you thought about returning to Grey's?
0: (laughs) It saddens me
1: because... Sandra, have you
0: heard? Like, my faves are busy. We're, they're on this press junket. There's a list of questions. There's a list of answers. So you can either ask a stock question and get a stock answer, or you can think outside the
1: box and get some good
0: answers. Get some something that
1: people want to read and watch. It's another situation. Then with a show like Grace and that kind of media saturation you get there, because what do they have, like, 20 episodes or something like that? Yeah, like, it's, 20 it's like Yeah, it's 24. like a per season. Yeah. And then you add 20, like, it's. that's a lot of fucking shit to watch. No, that's a lot isn't Ellen Pompeo making like 20 mil in 2018 and so they are paying her accordingly for those syndication things and so I'm like Sandra Oh floats back over there for the end of whatever end of series situation pay that bitch that's all you've been harassing her for four (laughs) fucking years pay her
0: it, is, it doesn't help the way certain Additional episodes are being written. Additional for the harassment as well. Because there's, like, texting that's going on between Meredith and Christine, and you see the text responses, so it's like, oh, so, yes, she is? No, she's not. Like, we know that she's live. We know that she's interacting, but we just don't see her because Sandra's not back. So everybody's just like, well, when are right. we going to
1: get her back? They need to chill the fuck out. No, they do. They do. <laughs> they need to calm down. All right, so, yeah. Breaking news, people are still obsessed with Sandra Oh returning to Grey's Anatomy. But we did get some good little snippets, some little tidbits from our faves about what to expect in series four which really was nothing we got nothing about what to expect in series four but we did get that they had emotional upheaval they had emotional moments together on the final day and the final week of shooting which is to be expected that they were doing mostly night shoots the last week which is interesting because it's like oh what is that that's is inside a warehouse absent of like whatever time of day you guys are recreating the shot or are you recreating night shots is both who knows but right. that is interesting someone somewhere who's got the CSI corkboard for the Killing Eve thing and is putting it together like ah this fits in right here like a fucking 3d puzzle all right and another little revelation that happened in this past week is from entertainment weekly and apparently even villanelle also known as Villanif, have been named among entertainment weekly's best tv romances of all time all
0: right i already looked at 100 and i had to roll my eyes well first of all what number is oh i'm, number is I'm hunting i just went and 95 is
1: olivia and Fitz from scandal i found it that's what you just do control F. Oh, see, so you are better than me. So even Villanelle are number 38, which is in middle of the pack, but it's not super front of the pack. It's somewhere, I feel like it's like a B plus at this point, right. which is saying a lot about this little list. But they have even Villanelle at 38, and there's a blurb that reads, There are many ways to show someone you care about them. A candlelit dinner, a bouquet of flowers, a fruit or vegetable emoji. Oh, I see. But the two... <laughs> For the two forces in spy thriller Killing Eve, British intelligence officer Eve, played by Sandra Oh, and narcissistic assassin. Oh, when did we start throwing narcissistic in there? I feel like it was always like sociopathic or psychopathic assassin, and narcissist has been thrown in. All right, interesting. Villanelle, played by Jodie Comer, traffic in more or alternative methods: a stabbing in the gut, a shooting in the back. Best to keep a medic on standby for TV's most captivating demented, well, and unconsummated. Wait a minute, now this is. I feel like we're being dragged. No, we're being dragged. Who is who wrote this? Which man? (laughs) Dan, Dan Snearson, I rebuke because he this is this is an insult. Why did he say TV's most captivating, demented and unconsummated romance? Really? That's why we're here. That's why we're here.
0: He said that why we're here. He said Eve Palastri is not
1: a gold star queer. (laughs) oh my gosh gold star is something that should die oh i agree should just die okay but what was number one on this list actually i don't know if you remember lost (laughs) but (laughs) it's the couple from lost
0: Lost. it's sun and there's a lot of
1: couples from lost okay you can't say it's the couple from lost when the heads were pairing off like it was a school trip on lost you with you and you with you and you with you were there any queer couples on lost I can't recall. It's been a minute since I rewatched.
0: I did not commit to all the seasons. So maybe they <laughs> peppered some M between four
1: and five. And I'm just unbeknownst and out of the loop. I guess we can do a quick Google to see if there were any queer goings on on Lost. But I really can't remember shit. Like, I remember things about Lost. Remember that fucking hatch? I remember the mystery and the drama, but I do not remember the game. Google are there queer characters on Lost. Google has given me a Wikipedia page and it says there are three of LGBT. (laughs) Plus, let's see who they are. I don't recognize any of these names. Tom Friendly, Lisa, and Arturo. Tom Friendly. (laughs) Not that you would know who they are, potentially, if you didn't finish, but Tom was a member of the Others. Okay. Lisa was married to Hurley's brother. At the time, Hurley won the lottery. However, sometime later, she left Diego for a waitress. This caused Carmen to refer to her as that whore as well as for Hurley mm. to cite her leaving Diego as proof of his bad luck spraying to others around him. Okay, so that's queer off screen. I mean, I guess the Wikipedia has to have everything, but that's what they mean. Like, it's not something that happened on screen. That's why I would not remember that little detail. And Arturo is listed as Tom Friendly's lover. Seen in his penthouse hotel suite in New York when Michael went there to find Tom. Tom asked Arturo to give him some privacy, and after kissing Tom tenderly on the cheek, Arturo left the room. Um... It seems like the queer was very scant in Lost. I'll, I'll say scant. Were these the yeah. 2004 standards? When did Lost come out?
0: They said, "Okay, that's enough said, of the standards. representation." That was the Russo on screen. No, I don't know as if the that was
1: that enough was... of the. We don't even know what seasons this was. This is probably seasons in too. So it's not even 2004. This is when they're like, "We're giving some <laughs> representation." We've got these kids on screen. Because they said he's an other and you don't learn about the others until like you're in season three and beyond. Oh, wow. There's a message board link here where someone's like, I've heard that there is a gay male couple that can be seen holding hands among the background characters among the castaways. <laughs> 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 can anyone confirm or deny? Would you have that hard up for just the crumb of oh, representation? My dear, my dear, Borg boy. The message board well. days. But you know what? It is a message board and this is, this is... <laughs> This was the struggle. This was that struggle where you know you throw out a line a fishing line and you hope another queer bites and you go hey fellow queer I heard there might be gay goings on in the side corner of the fifth pixel if you shield your left eye and look to the left is it true can anyone confirm or deny but you said it was who again from Lost? It is Sun and Jin and what do they say about Sun and Jin?
0: Ultimately well I'll go through the blurb
1: Lost isn't
0: the first show that typically comes to mind when you think of television romance <laughs> uh, no. right Right. but Married South Korean castaways, Sun and Jin, crossed time literally and space repeatedly mm. to find their way back to each other, no matter what. So this must have been like season four. Cause... You said
1: seasons I didn't see.
0: Oof. No, well, right. They even triumphed over the show's enduring live-together, die-alone theme when Jin ultimately chose to drown with Sun, a tragic ending Yunjin calls controversial but beautiful. Spoiler! <laughs> what? What's going <laughs> on here? Right. <laughs> and not only was it the lone Spoilers. love story to span the entire series, it also managed to subvert
1: problematic Asian stereotypes along the way. Well. I feel like that also happens when you bother to write Asian persons as persons. And not as stereotypes. So... <laughs> Congratulations you know. to the Lost writers for writing real fucking people. But I do remember that was a big deal. I don't know that I had a favorite couple because where does Candace really do that? I'm watching shows like picking my favorite head couple, but I did enjoy them on Lost. And it is true that they were a thing the entire time. Well, how do you feel about this top choice? Is I mean, it's, I don't um, really feel a way, I guess. Well,
0: ultimately, I was saying that this is a poll. Like it to me, had me thinking. You know, unless there was some younger writer out there really doing uh, media research to uh, compile this list, that whoever put this together has to be someone that is my contemporary or slightly a little older. What makes you say that? A lot of these polls are from things that I would have saw when I was younger. Oh, so like shit
1: that could have been vintage when we were younger, let alone now. And the Gen Z is
0: right. And then the things that would trend with some of the Gen Zers, they're not to be seen at all on the list.
1: Do you have something you would suggest? Wait, to add to the list? Yes. Is there something that has gone unrecognized that perhaps I don't even know of that is a Gen Z representation? that you think potentially somebody would say should be on this list as one of the top 100 greatest TV romances.
0: What about the show that just wrapped for the younger gays?
1: Uh, The show that wrapped... Dickinson? Yes, that show. Oh, you motherfucker. I know you're baiting me into this. You know I like Dickinson. Even though you were remiss to watch it because you weren't sure about what I they was were not doing. sure. You weren't sure about the modernization. And honestly, we can blame Sofia Coppola for that. Had she not deigned to bring <laughs> Marie Antoinette into the fucking 21st century. Thank you, Chris the dance. Pre- appreciate right, it. Right. Perhaps that trauma wouldn't live there. But as you know, I did get in to the Dickinson because... I love some Emily Dickinson poetry, and I thought it was Trey adorable. It was very cute, and I thought it was a perfect show to bring the babies, the young queers, into knowledge of both Emily Dickinson as a poet and Emily Dickinson as a queer lady having sapphic drama with her beau, her sister-in-law. Her neighbor. Mm. Yes, her neighbor. (laughs) Yes, yes. So actually, I'm with you there that Dickinson's Emily and Sue should have absolutely been included just on the simple fact that it's based on real life. In terms of maintaining your queer relationship and your O's under the guise of the patriarchy through marriage, those bitches did it, living right next door. So actually, that is an excellent example. Do you have another since that first one was so good? For a Gen Z? Well, Dickinson was right spot on. It was excellent. Let's
0: see. Is there another? Let's... Room night. Let's room night. Now other shows that are popping into mind. They're they I don't know if the younger of the newer generation would follow. What does that mean? The other examples that are in my head, they're not newer examples. I mean, good on whoever did compile this list. They spanned, uh, they spanned is a it lot a good of list? eons. So
1: that's what you're saying now? It's a good list.
0: I'm saying that they spanned eons. They, they eons? To, <laughs> they, they, they cover <laughs> a lot of years. <laughs> uh, I should just look for the author and just wiki the author so I can get the age of the author. So I can just verify. Uh, just as EW staff. Thanks. Thanks, EW staff. What is the aggregate age average of the entire EW staff I'm sure <laughs> it is our contemporary I don't think it's teen or woke. slightly
1: older right I, I do not think it's looking like Teen Vogue well I guess were there any other queer
0: couples on the list did I miss the portion of the list where Ann Lister was mentioned did I see oh. that portion of the list is it <sighs> a vacancy
1: list
0: not oh, oh! That's I mean because we could have picked, we could have <laughs> chose our fighters. We could have chose several lovers. So that would have been noteworthy <laughs> for Actually, a relationship. I am on now. This list. Now I've
1: been thinking of more lovers. I would even grab some lovers from Wheel of Time. I won't specify those lovers. But oh, right! I
0: was gonna say spoiler alert, just get <laughs> no, case. No, spoilers, no spoilers. No spoilers.
1: I'm just saying that there is a group of lovers, a group of lovers, a set of lovers from Wheel of Time that I think I would put on this list just based off what I've seen in the first season, but perhaps that's just me being out of control the way that I can be. But I have to say that while I'm excited to see Killing Eve making fun lists, about best 100 TV romances of all time. That's fantastic. That's great. Give us our credit. But also, we should be higher up on the list without mm-hmm. a doubt. But then also, I look at the company we're keeping and I'm like, really? In the ghetto.
0: Was this a boy met a girl and they're together? Oh, let's put them on the list. And it's like, well, I thought more has to go into it than just that they were together.
1: Like Chandler and Monica from Friends are evidently above Lucy and Ricky.
0: I don't want to discuss it. I just wanted to note it. I'm not here to, to say that things make sense on this list. The, the list just exists is what it does. Did you say if there were any more queer couples or not? There's the Fosters, but they're
1: like number 90. <laughs> number 90
0: on the list. So they're, they they're almost Freeform, flew the out. the Fosters.
1: Hmm. Okay. Uh, Stephanie. definitely... And uh, we're down. This is me giggling with shade, and I need to stop. Would, what number did you say they were? Uh, number 90. And then, <laughs> and then, oh, um,
0: then there's... Uh, At least they made the list, I guess. The White Canary from Legends of Tomorrow. What?
1: She's had her... Wait, what's the, what's the coupling? For oh, of Sarah
0: Lance, and this is... Wait, with which lover? Oh, Ava. Who's which who is who's Ava? Oh, they call her a type A agent at the time bureau. Season three. Okay, so that's why I didn't know who it was because Are you not watching? Season three. (laughs) I didn't make it that far in Legends of Tomorrow. I did a good chunk
1: of season two, and then I was out. You said you did a good chunk of season two?
0: Yes. For when they did the big crossover event, where all the CW shows were.
1: I did the the crossovers, too. I feel like somebody was telling me about this. I don't know who it was. I'm like, which of my friends watches all of the comic fair? (laughs) Even the ones that have gone really badly. And I believe it's a blonde. Like, I don't know if I'm channeling imaginary gifts but I feel like I saw a GIF somewhere or somebody was trying to explain something to me but what I wasn't watching in the DC Universe and Sarah is with a blonde woman, agent, what have you. I don't watch Legends of Tomorrow because CW can't hurt me anymore. (laughs) I refuse. I drew a line. I drew a line at Supergirl and I tried to cross that line and I'm back over the line, Terrence. I can't do it. You know, I can't watch stuff on the CW. I stepped
0: over there because I saw Kalista Flockhart, and then they renamed Kalista Flockhart. So I almost left, but then it gave me rain, so I was back. And the rain oh, you was mean gone. You stepped over to Supergirl? And then, right? And then right. so rain oh, was not gone. The rain and then and yeah, then was I was fly. yeah. So a lot of in and out. Was the
1: one time they weren't really fucking up on that show?
0: And then they tried to give the girl pants, and I was like, oh, this could be interesting. But then I remember they tried <laughs> to do a black like Lives Matter kind of episode, and I was like, ooh,
1: oh. this is. so... <laughs> I those Panini episodes <laughs> talk about like what's that sound when the rocket's going straight into the earth Pew! like that that was Supergirl mm. mm. anyways so what number were they? Oh, 87 mm-hmm.
0: and then 90 was the Fosters. and then- what?
1: so all the quiz at the bottom is E.W. being homophobic? <laughs> All I mean who knows the Who, knows? At the who knows? Are and those it, the only gays? Is and that the number one
0: hundred, but I think that was more of a gag where it was, you know, Seth Myers from the weekend update oh. back in those days of SML, Oh, what? and Stefan, which was one of the correspondents. Bill Hader? Yeah, Bill Haders character.
1: Oh, queer for comedy is that Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. oh oh so you're telling that's how we round it out we've got snl the fosters Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. legends of tomorrow Mm
0: -hmm. freeform cw
1: (laughs) and yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so they can't be the only quiz the ones at the bottom of the list the ones that barely made the cut so i'm gonna have the lord
0: fast forward through the list let's get to the top half to see the i guess those that fared better I hope re- some fair better. My lord. Okay, at number four is Santana and Brittany from Glee. What number? Uh, 34.
1: Oh, Santana and Brittany. I don't remember their ship name, but they were an iconic queer couple. Absent of all of Ryan Murphy's shenanigans. That he took Paulton and Glee and storylines that never ever ever should have been. Whew. It is still true that the existence of Santana and Brittany as a couple, definitely misandrous, leaning cheerleaders, being savage and rude as they want to be in high school. I'll take that. I'm
0: happy that Santana got one. Of them. It was it was either gonna be Britney or Quinn and I was I I was fighting
1: Oh but well, <laughs> she got Quinn too. Oh in, I in mean, the boudoir. boy. Ryan Murphy, she did. (laughs) No, no, she did. And I said, now that is what I call a jaunty hookup. And Ryan Murphy said, Candace, we will never, ever mention that it happened. It happened, I guess. Here you go, fans who've been wanting a Quinn Santana hookup, but that is all.
0: Further up the list, number 24 is Adora and Catra from so she
1: Princess of Power. Santana and Brittany were above even Villanelles. is that correct?
0: Yep, but we do get their wedding in Glee, so I don't know if the they The wedding they had to that. share with Kurt.
1: They sure did have
0: to that share wedding? that wedding. That joint
1: wedding? They sure did have to share that wedding.
0: They sure did.
1: Anyway, Seth, so who else did you say? You said someone else.
0: Oh, let's see. Further up, we just got Adora and Katra from Shira and the Princess of Power. Shout out to Sandra Oh for her. Lending oh, her voice acting talents as the
1: cool auntie. I do love Shira. That's cute. Okay. I'm not a hater, but damn. We outranked by Shira? We Maybe. did, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. And then number 16
0: is Will and Hannibal.
1: Are they the highest ranked quiz
0: on this list? They are? Yeah. They let's see. Because
1: they... at first you thought there were no more quiz, and then you discovered then, that there were more quiz.
0: Right. They are not the highest ranked. Ranking the top 10, a queer couple in the top 10. It is Noreen and Dan Levy. Oh, Shits Creek. Yes, for Shits Creek, which swept. It swept Emmys. Swept it's a funny Emmys. show. I can't wait to do all the consumption of that show. I've yet to, but I just know will be a
1: treat. It's a funny show. I've been a Catherine O'Hara fan since I was a kid and I first saw Beetlejuice. And then when she was doing all those movies with her comedian friends, like Best in Show and... Home for Purim. I just love the humor. And she's been doing those projects with Eugene Levy for like, what is that, 30 years at this point? I don't know. It's been a really long time. <laughs> so it was only natural to watch them in a fucking show like that. Okay, so that makes, I mean, you'd have to watch the show, but potentially it's this high up because of its immediate relevance. With the Emmy wins and all the sweeps and stuff and people saying they love the show. I feel like it's going to be really hard to put a show like Shits Creek against juggernauts. Like Killing Eve. Like, I'm sure there is love and support and all kinds of things happening in that relationship. Of course there is. But is there the kind of tension that you can cut with a giant curvy butcher knife if you're Villanelle? I don't.
0: It's only a matter of time. I, I feel like the world's already watching. This stage is already set for there to be like this passionate takeover. And I long for the days when interviewers will come into the presence of a one Jodie Comer and a one Sandra O. Oh, and the question on their
1: lips will not be.
0: So about um Sean Rimes and and ABC and
1: Well, they never and- ask Jody that question. So they will never ask Jody about returning to Grey's Anatomy. I understand the sentiment, but I don't know if it's about asking them anything about Even Villanelle. It's really about how the audience and how pop culture at large remembers Even Villanelle, Villaneeve. What will people think of their ending? Because Shit's Creek is done. And I'm quite sure that affects people's ideas about how this relationship looks. Lost is done. The Fosters are done. Glee is done. There's a whole all lot right. of things on this list that are finished, and Killing Eve is in its final season, but it's not yet done. And so it's great that it's already been included, even though we do not have any real finality to say this is how we wrap up Villain Eve. But to be fair, all of the competition. I haven't gone through all 100 names, but I feel like all of the competition has to be in shows that are wrapped up. 99.9% because I saw Cory right. and Topanga, and that's like early mid 90s. Boy Meets World was on TV, and so oh yeah, yeah. You know a queer couple that could have been on here that actually isn't and maybe that is the lacking taste of this writer but i would actually say six feet under and i would go for david and keith Ooh, spoilers but they end the show together they have trials and trips and things and then they have the babies and spend their lives together literally to the end so why not why not six feet under
0: yeah why not six feet under
1: Especially since a lot of people
0: contest that as a show with one of the more satisfying endings where it's like,
1: don't touch the property. Many people would say, myself as one of those people, it has the best series ending of any show in the history of television. And I do not see any other show topping that ending because at this point it would be hackneyed. Like there's not a more perfect concept for what that show is, for how it ends itself, that I just don't know how anyone else could have that type of perfect synergy, that just perfect bookend of like, this is how we start, this is how we end, and it is perfect. And there is nothing that the audience members left with in terms of being wanting. We're fretting right (laughs) now about Killing Eve. No, About will we be left wanting? Possibly. Not with Six Feet Under, which is why at this point I've watched the show so many times. From when it was originally airing, and in life, to just randomly. It's Wednesday. Let me put on this episode of Six Feet Under. I want that for you, Killing Eve, louder. <laughs> no, t- seriously though, I want it. They also should have put on Zena and Gabrielle on this. Oh, damn did
0: list. you? Uh, did you notice? this? How you, how you, you doing? Notice? 100
1: Greatest TV Romances? But Zena <laughs> and Gabrielle on the list? Are you kidding me? It's it's it's, 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 it's interesting. It's, it's something is going on. It's absurd, is what it is. I
0: was like, not Neri and Amazon. Nobody, no, n- just none. No. Nobody. It's rude. Wait, you know who else
1: is missing
0: from these couples? Who, who? Remember this show called Persons of Interest?
1: <laughs> Bitch, sorry, listeners, for thine ears, but you already know, right? About person of interest and God, wow, 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 wow. You're right. You're right, because that is an epic fucking romance. And as it fucking relates to bitches who like to kill, bitches who are violent, right. bitches who are dangerous, two of the most dangerous ladies to grace the small screen are absolutely on a person of interest in the ship known as Root and Shaw E.W. Fucking fix yourself. Actually, yeah, this is invalid. I think we can say this list is invalid because all these omissions. What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, the biggest omission was the name of the author of this. Ooh uh
0: that's why they said you know collectively we all just kind of put things together and like, i oop. so we send the hate mail what just directly to you know i mean i could do that right <laughs> like first off your acronym is ill so we could start there this list is
1: ill ill men like men like oh actually looking at this i see we've missed cosima and delphine at 64 for orphan black oh right Oh that, oh. that show. Was, that was a show. Uh, a moment.
0: That's what I get for fast forwarding through to the mid. Let's 64. blame the heads.
1: Blame all the boring couples. You put the first the quiz in the ninety nine, Right. They were, and and, and like, then they were like the Fosters. So they they, they said Steph and Lena mm-hmm. that we did not know that Cosima and Delphine awaited us. And, you know, I can't remember if you finished that show. I'm not. A huge fan of how it ended. I think it kind of... It did not end with the bang in which it began. And some of the storyline changes they did towards the end there with the other clones, I wasn't feeling it. But as far as those early seasons go, as far as Tatiana's acting prowess, ability, and range, acting against her fucking self, and like six other selves, like that's incredible. Cosima and Delphine, you know, absent of those fake-ass dreads, because it was some twist. girl. They were... They were, they were dreads? twists. Dreads? No! no, they were... You could tell they were like, she's artsy. So (laughs) dreads." But we can't actually do dreads here. So twist. And just call it that. It's a fucking twist. (laughs) But that's what they did. That's what they. And I get like, it's TV. It's kind of like how they have Michonne fucked up on A Walking Dead because you're just doing the one thing. And so they clearly were like, we need to get Tatiana into this hairpiece quickly so we'll just twist up top and then put a ponytail in the back and that's some dreads so absent of those ridiculous dreads you know where it's like i'm not going to compare it to a mullet like you know business in the front party in the back but it's like that because you're combining two hairstyles Wow, because the the front uh, is a twist and the back is a is a dread i mean you described it you
0: said it's like a dreaded ponytail mixed into the well here's the picture
1: it's lean your head
0: all right so all right Oh, um, mm, you see
1: what I mean when mm. I say twist, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's,
0: it, yeah, it's it's they're, they're loose no, twists because right. that's
1: actually a hairstyle to yeah. twist somebody hair like that. But then the twists go into the dreads. Which, it doesn't matter <laughs> It doesn't math. And I'm saying Tatiana deserved better. Like, if you were going to give her an artistic fucking hairstyle, y'all could have not done the halves and halves. Do you remember that guy that was on The Walking Dead? Um, that was I, in I the Compton it. film? And they gave him two dueling hairstyles. Like, in the front was cornrows in the back. It was like micro braids. And it was like, what are you doing? I just Walking Dead. But who got time to do those micro braids? I just... <laughs> Nope. <laughs> especially in the apocalypse, right? No, right. And so I guess the whole point of me saying that, and that's because I can't think of Cosima without thinking about those bootleg fucking dress she had on, was that she deserved a better hairstyle. And potentially the show deserved a better ending. Whoa. But as far as the pairing of Delphine and Cosima, I was into it. Like especially because they were like nerdy queers. Well that's fine. We're doing science. We're super smart. We have very high IQs, but also The fucky fucky. Also, (laughs) flirty flirty and things and French accents and stuff. So, yeah, Orphan Black at... I think 64? Yeah, 64. Okay. Oh, and
0: here at 69, hashtag nice, is is Wyoming herb. So, I'm
1: personally not familiar with the show. Have you seen... Oh, Wayona Is that 69? Okay, so at least there's some more quiz on this fucking list. Again, I don't like that we're basically all below 50. That And already me. all these fucking names, bullshit dreads or not. Kusima <laughs> and Delphine could have cracked top 20 of what we've seen on this fucking list, but I have not watched Wyona herb I have had many recommendations to do so from a number of friends because it's in my usual warehouse of stuff like sci-fi, procedural, okay. queer shit. I just haven't. I just haven't because I just feel like there's so much to watch and so many things I've been engaging in. It's in my queue. And I feel like when I get there, I'll just do like a whole season at a time or however many seasons are there, but I know it's out there waiting for me to watch it when I'm ready to watch it. So I'll do that. But at least they made the list, Waverly and Nicole. Probably the one decent thing the Sci-Fi Channel is doing in its new spelling iteration of S-Y, F-Y. It's sad. News flash, queer ladies exist outside of the male gaze. (laughs) Ta-da. Shocking, shocking. Right? <laughs> Imagine that. And that's why being outside of the male gaze was beneficial to a bitch in the 18th, 17th, 19th century, before mm-hmm. the word lesbian was out there, before men really knew what was going on, because then it was just gals being pals. Then you could just go see your fucking friend, sleep in yeah. your friend's bed all fucking week. Right. Turn the bitch out and just say you were working on your knitting skills, practicing the fucking flute, and your husband would have been like, those women. <laughs> I was
0: just, just gardening. bold. I was helping her with the garden, you know. Nothing or that like- line from
1: that one episode in Dickinson, where the brother was like, "How do you guys even fit in that small bed?" <laughs> it's like, "Ho, hey, ho!" I'll tell you how. <laughs> wow. We. <laughs> I'm just saying, the general ignorance of men, of queer goings on for women was better because at least motherfuckers was out of business. Right. At least, anyway. So I guess congrats and shout out to Orphan Black and Wyona Earp for making the list for all those fans engaging in those shows. I think Wyona Earp is still on, which yay, I don't know how many seasons it is, but Thrive show, Thrive. Orphan Black is gone, but I read somewhere, I think that they were trying to reboot that shit or continue that shit, and so, Okay. You know, it's science fiction, so you can build upon it. But I would say build upon it with someone with a quarter of the range of Tatiana or you're done. Oh, right. You've ruined it. It's over. Don't bother.
0: Don't bother. Yeah, that's seeming like an uphill battle. It's seeming like an L.
1: Right. Um, She's over there. She's going to be playing She-Hulk. Right. She's busy. She's booked and busy. Unless uh, you're writing a bigger check. Uh, I don't know if you're Who's <laughs> writing a bigger check than Disney at this point? And you know, Disney's a fucking mafia. They probably got that bitch locked in right now. Ooh. Sign a contract for, what, three TV shows and seven movies just so they could have you there, even oh, if right. they don't do it. Right. They're like, they well, don't. we got you, right? right? We got you. We are first choice, first dibs for your schedule. Ooh. And I'm actually pulling for her for She-Hulk because naturally a bitch with muscles that gets even bigger were her muscles. I really hope Tatiana's been in the gym to convince us that she's a badass bitch when she's not green but I'm just excited for a super bitch to beat people up like Jessica Jones No right, but with right? more muscles and they say Jessica might be on a show and I'm like can I get a tag team fight <laughs> what I didn't get with Michonne and Andrea could I just get two bitches together fighting together kicking ass together it's a simple uh, request
0: I mean even if they don't all the way start out liking each other like hey you're messing with my investigation you know toss Tatiana to the side Tatiana turn green Jessica turn up and it's like wait Ooh. wait wait hold up oh Ooh. so you could we could wow. Well, so you know how to I mean, and if Jessica saying...
1: show up, you know, fucking Oh yes, Trish. Problematic go... ass Trish. <laughs> Is in the back. I was supposed to say, anybody's to love. Well, wait, wait. No, we could do, I, hey, I, I, <laughs> Trish could be somebody lover. I'm, I'm right. just saying the way they left Trish in the last mm. season, Trish was was hey. turning up oh, too much. Was. No, no, Probably you needed to seek out some therapy to deal with those unresolved emotions. Uh, yes. She definitely was loving them and leaving them. Left a lot of men feeling low about themselves, which, True. of course, I appreciated. But the rest of her, she's lost. So maybe she could date She-Hulk. And Jessica may not, but uh, Trish could. She's chaotic as fuck. And she likes to fight. We talked about this in the previous snap. No, right. She starts boxing and she gets riled up. So she could get caught up in a fight with She-Hulk and then it turns sapphic. No, uh, Yeah. Is it fan fiction or is it the plot of season one, She-Hulk? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Well, you know, so we're making lists. Yay for us! It's a thing we need to be able to move up these lists. So if we're going to be in such shabby company, that we at the very least are at the top of the
0: heap. Oh, it was the way I was about to say we could have had a banger with Regina Mills and Emma Swan, but they paired her with Killiam in this list, and so it just it just was blah. I feel like she had a stronger connection as co-parents with the mayor of the town, Emma Swan. (laughs) But if y'all want to highlight the last two seasons that nobody
1: watched. you talking about Once Upon a Time? Yes. I know. (laughs) You watched more of that show than I did. Listen, they... There's only so many shows I can watch where you see queer vibes, but the writers and producers insist on gaslighting you the entire time. I was there for the fairy tale magic, but then I I don't know. I feel like I was busy in that part of the year and I was too busy for shenanigans, so I moved on. And plus, I saw how you and other people were suffering in real time. Well, we were. Was it called Swan Queen? Yes. What a great name for a ship, Swan Queen. Fantastic. And what did they give y'all? Not that. (laughs) They said, "Here's Peter Pan,
0: and then here's Hook." I thought they were gonna give it to us because at one point she was like, "Let me just take all the evil out of my." And then she split. She was two people. She was playing dual roles: the Queen. And I'm like. And she ultimately was trying to explain to her that this is a side of you that you can't run from. This is, you need to own this. I was like, we're doing it. So like, it was.
1: not them hyping you up just to drop you on the ground. But that's, yeah, that's (laughs) literally (laughs) what happened. That is what like that reference we were just talking about with the searching for the gay couple in Lost. Did you see them in the back of the picture? Lord, me and the message I think I saw two men holding hands. Did y'all catch that? Representation, y'all. Hashtag. Is Mulan gonna come
0: back? Like Okay. Okay, so they gave us Mulan, uh, but they made her unrequited. She, she,
1: Ooh. it was... Don't even... See, and I almost went back to watch the show when they was like, Mulan is going to be queer. And I said, that's the that's the kind no, of no, shit no. you do at Disney. Her energy was... And then they was, were some bitches about it. Her energy was on, but when Not it came I, to the... Where's the Disney Plus show? The way that Mulan the movie failed. Oh, Lord. Because where was the music, honestly? <laughs> Let's try again. Let's try another adaptation live action. Let's cast Michelle Yao, just because... The more things Michelle Yao is in for me that I can be greedy about, great. And then let's make it a queer story. It's the way somebody told me she's going to be in yeah. a witcher and I can't wait. Hopefully she's queer in that. Yo, I Michelle will. Yao is booked and busy. <laughs> I, this is a side note, but I just would like to express to the universe and to all the things that I had been praying to, to Lele, for Michelle Yao to get booked more frequently. And like I have told you, I really feel like it's the power of like the queer, but especially Star Trek Discovery. That maybe oh, yes. people were sleeping on Michelle. They just, for some reason, they was. sleeping Sleeping on a bitch the way people do. And I mostly blame the men. And then they saw her on Star Trek Discovery and they were like, oh. And then the second half of the season came they're like, oh, I see. And they were like, excuse me, hello, Michelle Yao's agent is a bitch busy. And they were like, (laughs) we can be booked. And the next thing you know, she is booked on 1511 Projects. No, it's true. She told Paramount Plus, I'll be there when I be there for the other spinoff show that I'm excited for for Star Trek. And she is in some sci-fi shit. She played more queer roles. She's in the next four avatars with James Cameron. Look, a bitch is booked and busy and she is thriving. And I'm happy. There's no Michelle Yao fan club. But if there was, I'd be the president. Or maybe there is. I just don't know about it. But still, I'm anointing myself the president. I've elected me. Dictatorship presidency (laughs) of Michelle. (laughs) Because I have been waiting. She has been one of my top actresses that I love to watch since I saw Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And my jaw was on the floor. The cinema floor. And I was like, damn, that is some elegant, masterful work. And so what is that? That's over, was that 20 years? It's a long time. They put Michelle
0: Yao... And Lucy Lawless in the same season of Agents of Shield, and I'm over here like, why did it take this long? Oh, really? We back to Agents of Shield? No, I mean I don't no, know I, about I get back, it. but I get it. you know she got to play with uh, Angela Bassett Nemo, and them on Gunpowder Milkshake. She
1: That's she has me. elf ears. She you was and Aaron trying to get me chi. back into Agents of Shield by being like, hey, Ming-ma Wen's in here. Hey, show you how. And I'm like, yeah, it's still not happening with Agents of Shield. Ah, uh, it's mm. maybe one day, but it feels like really. It feels like me saying I watch Doctor Who. And you can take that what <laughs> it is that I no, watch no, Ages of Shield. Right, right.
0: I just, uh, uh, someone says I Doctor just... Who. That's like saying One Piece. It's when like... Disney
1: officially says, despite what I know you and some other people have said because of the whole, oh, Jessica and I'm leaving Netflix. Until Disney says for sure that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is in the Marvel Universe and then I begrudgingly have to watch all the things like I watched Doctor Strange. Then, then, then I might consider what is Ming-Na doing in motherfucking Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D.? But she's also in Mando. Oh, she is. And Boba Fett. So I can get my Ming-Na fix elsewhere and... in the interim. <laughs> uh,
0: justice for Swan Queen. Um, <laughs> it seemed like the writers were going to be brave and pivoted at like the last second and chose not to do it. And there was a lot of almost. So it's I'm sure could've... that they were in the message boards and they saw things. I know, like it's impossible with the leather jackets.
1: Like, Illuminati. It sounds like you're trying to advance. I'm sure the truth is out there. Illuminati.
0: It is this. Like, look at how much tragedy befalls this this family every time you try to put your feelings into a man who then betrays you. It's almost like the man is the villain, and then you should just. I'm talking about Swan Queen, right? Yeah. uh, Don't put your faith in any man. How about that? Let's start there. There was nothing but family. It was like hereditary trauma. That was just coming from everybody, and it was time to break the cycle. Well, maybe
1: it's time to reboot that too. once upon a time. Because Disney is like, fuck new ideas. Let's rehash our old ideas over and over and over again. So, Disney, why don't you take a page from your show that was just here and reboot it, but make it really gay? Uh, and do you know the kind yep. of hit you would have if you actually gave us our queer Mulan? And who was the other one? Was it Sleeping Beauty? It was somebody else up in there. That she was she be-
0: wanted Sleeping Beauty. Oh. They, Hmm? yeah,
1: yes. Was it Little Red Riding Hood? I feel like somebody else in there was queer, but again, I wasn't watching it. You know what? um, We can come back to
0: it. Alice was queer. But that's the season From nobody Wonderland? watched. Yeah, <laughs> certainly not me. That's the but... season nobody watched. Oh, and they made I strongly feel like Red Riding Hood was queer. And not only was she queer, she was that's a werewolf. What I said.
1: That's what I just said. Oh, I'm you did? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I said Red Riding Hood.
0: They should have made her. I hope she was really coded queer. Whatever.
1: She, she ate Peter. <laughs> what you're What you're talking about is potential. She ate this dude. I remember friends like you talking about all the potential, and then none of it was brought. I mean, into realization. No, it's true. Even with so like Zelina, which is the like Wicked Witch. You're writing fan fiction at this point. It's fantasy. And I wish that they would have paid up on it, but they didn't. They played y'all. The entire show. Like what happy queers were on that show? Did anybody get happy? De Mulan eventually find her love the little red riding hood set up a white picket fenced house with a lady only alice got her happy ending the way you barely doesn't sound very happy
0: oh no she they put her through it and i hate watching queer characters go
1: through it to get too happy i mean sometimes angst can be (laughs) i'm not against angst so what storybook character they put it with robin's daughter so another robin yeah so they put her with a no-name character Anyway, moving on, I'm ending your muse and you're reminiscing about this because it's making me upset and I didn't even watch it. So, well, I guess she's
0: treating it like a mantle because she survives her dad. So it's like a thing.
1: Yeah, but so I'm saying it's, it's a throwaway character. It's not a pre-existing character. Within Disney's canon, Oh right, it right. is someone they wrote for the purpose of the story to make a throwaway queer that no one can actually reference and be like, actually, it was Mulan. Actually, it was Sleeping Beauty. Oh, no. Yeah. Wax sauce. I'm sure Terrence just brought up. Bad memories for some of you out there who watched the show. You can send all of your hate mail directly <laughs> to Terrence Palastri. I was not involved.
0: And justice for Swan Queen. And sure, Elsa was there. And of course, she's not under no man. <sighs> and she's not following no man. It's... But nobody said, she hasn't said. Oh, my God. Let me
1: quote Elsa. Let go. So <laughs> no, right. Gotta, she hasn't said. You gotta let that shit go. You know. She's... Gotta let that old hurt go. Mm. Gotta let Swan Queen and you know what? Mm. When I say let go, I mean in reality. But there's always alternate realities out there, good sir. Because I'm talking about fan fiction. Oh, oh, oh. Fan fiction. Oh. Well, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, that is a place I could hide. You're right. If there's one thing I remember, is that there was a whole lot of fan fiction. I didn't read it, but I just know that there were annals. Probably enough to fill the Library of Alexandria. So... I implore you to visit AO3, fanfiction.net, all those different websites, Wax, wax, wax wattspad, whatever, to see what offerings still exist for Swan Queen. I would not be surprised if all these years later, there are people still participating because that's what queers do with fandoms that years after the showrunners have disappointed you, years after they've broken your hearts, years after everybody else was like, fuck this ship, you'll still find a gaggle of queers (laughs) somewhere on the (laughs) internet, playing amongst themselves and having a gay old time. Uh, Thank you for your service. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Truly, truly. And having at this point movies and things been made, things have been optioned from fan fiction. It is a world. It is. And honestly, when I learned all those years later that Xena had fan fiction and what the fuck was I doing? I don't know what I was doing at the time. But Candace was not aware that Xena fan fiction was a thing. And I feel like in those days, like on the internet, like I wasn't. Like it was like ASL. Like if you're on like, chat but i just i didn't know it was years after xena fucking ended that somebody was like candace and you too you're like candace have you read the fan fiction i said bitch what the fuck you talking about fan fiction what do you mean it's the way
0: we could have had like ming now win as one of xena's exes Uh, sorry uh, but like um, Gary, i have to stay dead (laughs) Zena, <laughs> actually, Gabriel, no, get my body. No, go get my head. You got to bring me back to life. No, I can't. I can't deal with I this right now. I <laughs>
1: can't deal with it.
0: Chasing her from the afterlife back, look, back alive. Zena's
1: back in the rotation too because <sighs> I got, I had to cycle out SVU for shows that I put on randomly when I just don't even know. Oh because yeah. Because I got into one of those episodes where I was like, you didn't even give me justice. Fuck this. I gotta take a break. And so I'm back on Zena, where that is the thing I put on in the background. And I I'm in season what am I in? No, I'm in season four. I'm in the we're about I was to about get crucifixion. Right, right. Right. No pregnancy, <laughs> crucifixion, all that Woo. shit. Let's go in town. And don't mm-hmm. you miss those days when they used to write in a pregnancy all ridiculous like into a show? I feel like they don't even bother. And great, I guess people can plan how to have their kids. But that was something that I feel like, like, oh, this woman's hiding behind tables for the whole show because she's actually <laughs> fucking pregnant. No, and right. they're not writing it into the show. Unless you're Joss Whedon and then you just wanna mentally and physically torture oh. your actors until no longer. Lord. Are thriving. Anyway. It's
0: weird how people just let people get away with things and it's like, oh yeah, wait, it was a bad thing, wasn't it? Wasn't it?
1: Yeah, he could still catch the fate for sure.